Hello, everyone, and welcome to the pod. This is the first episode of the pod in the month of March, and there are two really great segments uh, coming up for you here. So first, you're going to hear a group that did something pretty uh, remarkable, I thought, for one of our episodes of the show recently. So first of all, it was the first episode that they ever produced uh, content for, and they decided to take on something very ambitious. And um, one of the things that I love most about this journalism class is the opportunity for um, my students to kind of take on whatever projects they want and execute them in whatever um, ways that they think uh, are best, uh, as long as they're um, abiding by you know certain journalistic principles and everything is planned through. And this year, um, using all of the protocols that are necessary to keep things safe. But um, I think one thing that this group learned was that um, having a really good idea is just the first step in the process of creating something. And um, sometimes it's really frustrating because um, you can have a really great idea for, for anything, not just for this class, but for anything. And then once you try to start to execute it, you realize that there's way more to it than you ever thought. And maybe you're just not interested in the amount of work that it requires or um, it's just not as interesting to you as maybe you thought it was from the start or you find that it's just logistically impossible. And I think what this group realized was that they took on something that they thought would just be fun, um, but then soon realized how logistically complicated it was going to be. But then they were able to pull it off, which is, to me, um, something that uh, I respect a great deal because they um, navigated the waters of trying to make this thing work that they thought would be really fun. And whenever I, from what I've seen, when you try to do something like that, where you have a big idea that you think is going to be really good and it's difficult, and then you're finally able to pull it off, the result, the reward of it all is sort of equal to the level of difficulty. And from what they're going to, they're going to talk about what it actually was, but I, in being a part of it myself, saw that it was so much fun for the people who participated, and it ended up being, for the show, a piece that was actually really entertaining to watch. So from an experiential standpoint and from an actual journalistic product, it was a success in every way. So I really appreciated the work they did, and you'll hear about it. And then after that, you'll hear something completely different from a group of guys who are talking about all of the streaming services that exist and how frustrating it is to try to um, navigate those waters because there's so many of them, it costs so much money, and it can be very overwhelming, and they talk about it in a really fun way. So enjoy the pod. Hi, I'm Parker Wilkins. I'm Alana Lawson. I'm Eva Nora. I'm Noah Frank. I'm Aiden Rogers. Um, we did a field day competition that was featured on the show, and we originally wanted to do a coach with us, uh, one of their team players, but it, we ran into a lot of problems there. One big thing was we wanted to do it all during school and we have fourth block off so we wanted to do it then but obviously there are teachers that have classes then that we could not pull out so that was one issue we had. Another issue that we had that teachers just didn't want to do anything. They just didn't like the ideas that we had. No one wanted to do push-ups or any sprinting. Spins, well, yeah. Physical activity that was 
so the more coordination difficult. like getting everyone together was one of the biggest things and then just some teachers didn't really want to do the work that we told them they were specific about what activities they were willing to do and um, they didn't necessarily want to pick what they wanted to do we wanted to do stuff that they were unaware was going to happen like we yeah. gave them a general idea of field day activities but we didn't want to tell them exactly what they were doing so that they weren't preparing before yeah well, kind of make it just like a surprise for when they got there and so then that limited our ideas so we had kind of hard time choosing what we were going to make them do yeah like we were going to do like a push-up competition or something like that but instead we had to make it more friendly for teachers to do in their like school like outfits and their um shoes instead of being like ready and prepared for like tennis shoes and they yeah. did like the idea of more game oriented stuff yeah, yeah. Like, less of, like physical activity endurance endurance stuff it was more like obviously we were inside games. too so we couldn't do anything like with a big like setting like outdoors or like anything with water or anything yeah, like, like on the that. football field or anything yeah. like that would be easier so those were some of the problems we ran into so after we felt or faced those problems we decided we would ask only some teachers who were in the fourth block who had it open and we got kids who had um, either study halls or classes that they could leave like certain electives and we got some students who had early release to come back and we decided it would just be the field day competitions that all of the teachers were fine with doing. And yeah, that's kind of how our idea started. It took us a long time to plan, like it took us multiple days. Um, we went back and forth with a lot of ideas. We didn't know if it would end up working out right, but in the end it did all work out. Yeah, so the, another hard thing was trying to figure out how we were gonna set up the competition. So we had, we ended up having just rounds instead of doing like a bracket so that people, everyone could be participating the whole time instead of waiting around. It and would take less time too. Yeah, it took less time because we were very limited on time. We had 45 minutes to do everything. And we had to set it up. Yeah, set it up, get everything Take it down. Bring, um, we had to make it a few days earlier than we were planning because of more complications we ran into. Um, some but of the teachers were having difficulty doing and then the vaccination. Weird, I was not. Yeah. yeah, we had to do it before that because we couldn't use the gym when they were all there, obviously. And then Friday was a prime time day, so that would cut our time down even more. So there were lots of problems, but we eventually got everyone there. And so our ideas, our first round started with um, cup stacking, and we thought this would be easy for anyone, and it would be fast enough that we can just get one team eliminated fast, kind of and um it involved sprinting but we offered like only one person technically had a sprint so the teacher didn't have to if they didn't want to but a lot of them did participate yeah yeah i think everyone ran um and then we even had to do rematch for that one for two teams because we couldn't tell um who necessarily won and we had to do that twice i think so yeah, that was the that first was round yeah that one was pretty simple Second round was the egg toss, and they would just back up every yeah, every fifteen seconds. Every or fifteen so. seconds, and toss the egg. Whoever dropped it first would be out. We thought that would be like a fun thing to do with an egg because it would kind of make a mess, but yeah, hard it wasn't, like, yeah. wasn't just like so, tossing a baseball, yeah. but it wasn't as messy as like a regular egg that would have gone everywhere. Third round was free throws, and you had a minute to shoot as many free throws and make as you could each partner. Yeah, this is pretty generic. Like, 
everyone can really at least try to shoot free throws. Um, and so that one we had the partner switch after a minute so that each partner got their chance to shoot and try and then the least amount of free throws made at the end of the time lost. Uh, round four was the blindfolded walk. Um, either the teacher or the student would put on a blindfold and either the teacher or the student would have to lead that person blindfolded through a maze. If that person kicked one of the obstacles, they'd have to go back to the start line and the last person there would be the loser. That one was more difficult to watch everything because they yeah. were going so fast and there were so many people like you couldn't watch everyone's feet and stuff. And filming was really hard with that because I was trying to get like I was a trying to back row, up with but them. But then I had to back up and make sure I wasn't running into the cones yeah. or running into them and being too slow. There were also some teachers and like students who kept asking a bunch of questions <laughs> about <laughs> each activity which pushed our time back because they kept asking and I had to explain and then like re-say things instead of just saying it once and it starting. Um, but the next activity was the cornhole, right? Yeah, the dizzy cornhole and jumping Yeah, jacks. so uh, that was another one we had lots of problems with because some teachers refused to spin around a bat. <laughs> so instead of that, we had one of the partners, again, we gave them the option of who had to do it, but one of them had to spin around the bat and then make a cornhole sh um, shot. And then the other one had to do 15 jumping jacks, and I'd say most teachers did the jumping yeah. jacks. Um, but that all one, of them did, honestly. Yeah, but that one was interesting. Riley got really mad yeah, about that one. Um, the S one after that... Seventh round was the keep up volleyball. Yeah, yeah, keep up with the volleyball, which went pretty fast. Yeah. We were going to do, like, um... Back up, so I was... Yeah, like more challenges, time. but we didn't even have The to. team that got out struggled. Yeah, <laughs> so the whole time, because they were so far fast. back. Yeah. They, like, didn't... They, like, the other two teams were close together the whole time. But the other the team who lost, they kind of, like, spread out, and it was just crazy the whole time. Um, and then the one after that was the final. Which can was Can Jam, yeah. yeah. Which we were going to go to 11, and then we decided 21 because we had a little extra time. Yeah, we didn't know how much time we'd have. At that was definitely intense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Pavlansky went crazy for that one. I think his quotes every time were, yeah, baby. They were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every video we have is him saying, yeah, Threw his baby. hands up. Yeah, we had to cut out some much. of the audio, too. I'm really glad that they liked it, though, because yeah. they I had I feel like everyone fun. enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. A lot of people were asking to do it again, mm -hmm. so. I think it would be fun to do again, but. Um, Just be very stressful. I, stressful. I think we were all scared about, like, how it would go because we weren't sure if people would be intense if it would kind of just be dead silent people would be like these are stupid activities but or if like the time would run out and yeah we pick it up next day it was very scary that day i was very stressed but i think that it went even better than i thought it would and like it wasn't silent the whole time there were people talking and this it was just loud and fun i think especially with pav pav definitely <clears throat> brought a lot of energy yeah and I feel like like Riley was screaming at Mrs. Gennaro. Yeah, I feel like the yeah. teams worked really well together too. Like, mm -hmm. I'm glad we like we asked who would want to be with who so that it would be better like connections and it wouldn't be like awkward. And I think that the teams worked well together. They felt comfortable enough that they could cheer each other on or yell at each other for to Maybe win. Hopefully, cares, yeah. yeah. But overall, 
um, Pav and AJ won, and they are very happy about it. They, I think Pav brought it up in every single class for the next week yeah. that he won. Um, Even brought pizza. Yeah, for... got pizza and wings for setting it up and for their win. And yeah, we've had a lot of teachers ask if we could do it again, even students. And I think it would be a fun activity to do again. It'd be maybe different challenges or different people. And um, yeah, I think that it would be a fun activity to try again. Yeah. Thank you for listening. You, you can watch the competition and post-game interviews on the show. All right, uh, hi, my name is uh, Hayden. My name is Ruben. I'm Chad. And today we're going to be talking about the overabundance of streaming services. The, I, I like to call it the streaming hellscape because there's so much and everything is split between them and you can never figure it out. Uh, just a small list of them is HBO Now, Netflix, Hulu, Hulu with or without ads, Hulu Plus, Hulu Live TV, Paramount Plus, AMC Plus, Disney Plus, Sling Orange, Sling Blue, PlayStation Now, Fubo Popcorn, YouTube Premium Red, YouTube TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Prime. Who is buying AMC Plus is my question. What do they have on that? I didn't even know that existed. I didn't know it existed until like two days ago and I saw a commercial for it and they're like, AMC Plus, what do we got in there? Nothing. <laughs> Breaking Bad is our most popular show and it's on Netflix. And it's on Netflix, yeah. And then El Camino's on Netflix too, and they can't they, take that they off. Can't put, they can't put El Camino on AMC Plus because Netflix owns it. <laughs> so what and who's buying AT&T TV or AT&T TV now because AT&T TV AT&T TV they should call it AT&T TV but AT&T TV formerly AT&T TV now we suspect at one point it was called AT&T TV now plus <laughs> and then they kept they kept taking off the, the added names because they have no self confidence is my theory so they want to look like everybody else but who's buying that? Because buying you already own cable if you're buying that. Or you yeah. already own, you know, their Wi-Fi services, which is already bundled with their cable. And what is AT&T TV offering you that Hulu Plus is not offering you? And you don't even need it's, Hulu Plus. You can, you can pretty you can much just, just have Hulu. regular Hulu. You can just have regular Hulu and deal with the ads. I have Hulu Plus Live TV, but I also have ads because I don't know how any of this works. Yes, yeah, Hulu Plus... And then the ads are an extra $10 add-on. It's just, do you, do you want us to take out the ads? Give us 10 bucks. Yeah, because you get, you get ads on the on-demand content. Obviously, you're going to get the ads on the, on the live content because those are just the commercials. That's just TV. TV, yeah. But the on-demand content, you'll get ads. But you can get those removed. It's, it's really confusing, and nobody knows how any, of this, how any of this pricing structure works, and there's too much in every... Oh, there's a bunch of shows... And movies split between all of them. Yeah, and there's the overlap, too. Like, Hulu, I know Hulu has Spongebob. Paramount Plus now has Spongebob. Then you've got... Yeah, so does that mean Hulu is losing Spongebob in the future? Or are is they... Is there, like, a deal that they have yeah. that they've made that there's, like, a year-long exclusivity or something? Because I know there's, I know there's like, each cartoon channel, like Disney and then Cartoon Network and then Nick... Each bundled with like Netflix, Hulu, or Disney Plus. Obviously, Disney with Disney, and I'm pretty sure Netflix has Cartoon Network. And so Hulu had everything off of Nick for a while. But Paramount Plus's big thing is, hey, listen, new spot. Like the only ads I see now are just Paramount Plus saying, hey, we're making a SpongeBob movie. Yeah, and I noticed there's also weird stuff. If you're what you can watch Nickelodeon live on Hulu, but not in in the certain case. It just happened this past season. 
they aired an NFL game on Nickelodeon. And you, you weren't allowed to watch you it? You weren't allowed to watch it because it was a Paramount Plus thing. <laughs> you could watch the CBS Air one, but not the Hulu one. Even though Nickelodeon is offered as a live channel on Hulu. It's so confusing. That's crazy. And there's also stuff like, like for a while, Netflix had a bunch of Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. And now Disney Plus obviously is Marvel. So they took, they, they slowly took all the movies off of Netflix and put them on Disney Plus. Yeah, there's like Infinity War. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also, there's Netflix, there's like Marvel Cinematic Uni- Universe content on Netflix that Disney Plus may or may not get in the future because Netflix produced that. So Netflix technically owns these shows, like shows like like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and yeah. Luke Cage, stuff like that, is like this Netflix Marvel Cinematic Universe setup that is not on Disney Plus with the rest of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. That Disney Plus is now making Marvel Cinematic Universe TV shows as well. Yeah, like, like WandaVision. Vision, yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Loki show's coming out. There's like What If and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. When, when's that coming out? I want to see I that. I have no idea. That seems interesting, but... There's so much different stuff you have to buy now. It, it just reminds me of the cable hellscape, where there's a bunch of different channels on cable you have to buy, rather than a couple ones that have a bunch of stuff on them. Yeah. There's a very small amount of stuff spread out between a bunch of channels that has now moved its way onto streaming services. Yeah, like my uh, my cable package is like eighty to a hundred bucks. I can't remember what it is. But if I'm sitting here needing to buy it, let's say I buy Sling. Sling's 30 bucks. Let's say I buy Netflix and Hulu. That's another 30 bucks. If, I, if it's Hulu with live TV, that's like 30 bucks just in Hulu. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I need Disney Plus because my kids watch, you know, I've got three kids. They all need to watch one uh, division, right? So that's another like 15 bucks a month. And then I've got Spotify because my Hulu comes with Spotify and that's too much. Yeah, and there, also, you're spending much more than you would on just regular old cable. With all these, with all these deals being made, like there's stuff like so Disney bought out 20th Century Fox, so they now own a bunch of Marvel characters yeah. that 20th Century Fox previously owned, like the X Men mm-hmm. is, is the main one. Ghost Rider, right? yeah. Netflix previously had some of those movies on there. Now it's unclear are those movies now going to move to Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. Now that Disney owns that side of Marvel, like, I don't understand any of this. And the prices keep going up yeah. while value is diminished on each streaming <laughs> service yeah, individually. It makes, makes no sense. Like, um, Netflix will, it's, it's, like a, it's like a bi-yearly ritual. Netflix will raise its price by, like, a dollar yeah, while they keep like 12 removing bucks stuff now. and losing movies and stuff to different streaming services that now own these properties. Yeah. And then, like, what else does Paramount Plus come with? Because all I've seen is, like, Nick and, like, CBS. I've seen CBS. so many commercials for Paramount Plus. Me too. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard, like, a Halo movie's coming out soon on Paramount Plus. And that's crazy. I don't know how any of that works. Because, you know, yeah. the previous Halo movie was, it was on the Halo channel. The Halo channel was a streaming service. There was a Halo channel? <laughs> so, before this, right, there was Halo Waypoint, which was just, like, it was just a forum for the Halo games. Okay. Right? And then tied into Halo Waypoint when the game Halo 5 came out. Mm-hmm. They added Halo Channel for like Halo specific content. <laughs> there was a show on there called Halo Nightfall that introduced one of the characters in Halo 5. Okay. Only on Halo Channel. And then that show moved on to some other streaming service within this 
incomprehensible minefield <laughs> this of streaming services. 37 separate subscription services. It might be Amazon Prime Video, which, another thing, Amazon Prime is a subscription. You get the video part with it. But not... That's not always the case, though. Yeah. So like, you gotta upgrade. Yeah, like Hulu... Hulu doesn't come with a bunch of on-demand content by default. Actually, I think it does. I think it's on-demand is the default. Mm-hmm. Live TV is a separate charge. Exactly. Yeah. Vastly more expensive. It, mm-hmm. it, like it's your like Hulu, forty bucks extra. Yeah, your Hulu cost will go from like they advertise as like, oh, it's like twelve or twelve bucks, fifteen bucks a month. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about the live TV part because that's like a forty, like sixty dollar upcharge, yeah. hundreds of dollars depending on which services you're adding to it. And besides that point, there's a bunch of bundles too. Mm-hmm. So there's, I know there's services, for the most part, everything that has plus in the name, those are all tied together by a parent company. Yeah. They're all connected. As far as I know. Yeah. So you can get, I know there's advertised, you can get a bundle with Disney Plus, Hulu Plus, and ESPN Plus. That sounds right. Oh my God, ESPN Plus exists all too. Connect, yeah. Oh, because that. ESPN Plus is a separate thing, obviously just for ESPN sports content. Yeah. That's not included with your Hulu Plus or anything like that. <laughs> That's a separate charge. And the bundling with all of that, what the prices are, it's it's so confusing. I don't understand all any this, of it. All this is like very complex, bro. Like it's it it was previously so simple. It was like, like you had major services, you had like you had Netflix, Netflix, you had Hulu. Hulu. And then Hulu. HBO now. And then Disney Plus. And then PlayStation and now. And then slinging the food one the and kept going. Yeah. They they never stop and like, it, it, there was always HBO. HBO was the destination for like premium quality television. Mm-hmm. And Netflix, when when they were coming up, was like, obviously they had the rental service. That's no longer a thing now. It's just it's purely streaming. Yeah. But net, the appeal of Netflix was like older content that wasn't. Airing on TV. Oh, I can watch Home Alone too now. Yeah, I can do it right, right now. Right now, this movie that's that um, it's not going to air on TV, and I also <laughs> don't want to buy this, so I can just watch it on Netflix. And then th- this premium TV thing with like A-list actors and like movie quality mm-hmm. budgets and stuff. That was HBO's thing, and then Netflix started doing it. Netflix is like, we need to start making hour-long episodes of the most movie-quality content that we can do. Yeah, and then Netflix will also have contracts with different channels. Like, I know BBC has a Netflix deal, so BBC shows, they're going to air on BBC the channel, and also they're available on Netflix, Mm -hmm. which... I'm not sure how any of that works. I don't have the BBC, obviously, in America. But, like, <laughs> you could watch BBC shows on Netflix. I don't know how that works with other services. Like, I don't, none of it, it's all confusing. It's all crazy. And, um, yeah, that basically wraps up the whole um, fiasco that is the 37 different streaming services. 200 you could possibly Actually, I saw them. The, the complete It's 200? Not, not even the complete list. The complete list of what they considered ultimate streaming services, 200 plus oh as of 2021. That's crazy. But, um, 
Yeah, uh, we'll leave it with, uh, there are 200 streaming services and you only need about like one of them, three at max. <laughs> See, but my problem is you like a bunch of TV, you're gonna have to buy so many. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... Just wait till the future, bro. Five years from now, there'll be more than like 500 services. 500 for plus no all streaming services. All complex. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, that about wraps it up. That about wraps it up. So thank you all for listening to the pod. We really appreciate you, your support. Continue to listen, continue to watch the show. Check us out online at canfieldcardinal.com. Be safe out there. Bye-bye.